Welcome, I am Rayanne Hall, and this is The Optimistic Choice. Today's guest is Tracy Warren, and the topic is cancer and the power of community. Welcome, Tracy. Hello, I'm so glad I'm here. <laughs> oh, it's such an honor to have you, and you you did just recently go through this whole, you know, um, uh, I don't want to call it a battle, but you just went through the breast cancer situation and community definitely <laughs> made a difference, right? And that's one of the things I noticed about you right when you got the diagnosis, you reached out to your community. It really moved me. So mm -hmm. I like this topic. Um, I, I think sometimes I struggle to say it in the best way, but that's what I was, my intent was trying to say it in the best way. Yeah. Anyway, before we get into the topic, tell us a little bit about yourself and your backstory. Well, my backstory is, um, you know, I'm a native Seattleite and I have lived here all my life. We'll probably continue to do so. Um, if you could see my skin, you might have an idea why. <laughs> because I, my skin is not made for warmer climates. Um, I own a co-working space and we're about to celebrate four years in business. And before that, I ran a social media marketing company. Um, and one of the things that's true about both is it, they're both really about community. Yes. Um, that that has always been, um, someone recently asked me, when did community become important to me? And I couldn't really come up with an answer. Like, this is just kind of always been how I am. Um, I'm sure there's some, if some shrink wanted to get into it with me, we could probably find the core <laughs> source. Yeah. But that's all right. Oh, yeah. I, I know community is important to you. I definitely share that with you. Um, what a difference it makes in just everything that we approach in life mm -hmm. to have people rallying around you. It's part of why I started now. I'm not trying to plug now, but it is part of the reason I started that with our charity to the young women is because I wanted more women to, you know, rally around girls who are overcoming things, you know, yes. that community. So I totally identify with you. And so we kind of already mentioned that you went through breast cancer. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience and how community helped in that? Yeah. So it was November, 2019. I went in for a routine mammogram. Um, didn't think anything of it. I mean, we do this all the time uh -huh. and, um, it turned out that I had breast cancer. Um, as I used to say is I, I never had the breast cancer was never mine. Right. It was, it was an uninvited guest in my body. <laughs> and, um, and so I started treatment in December. We did the gamut. I did um, chemotherapy, mastectomy, and then radiation. And I've been done since August of 2020. Yay. Yeah. And I just really, you know, one of the things about me is that I'm a giver and I've always been a giver, <clears throat> whatever that looks like. Um, and receiving has not necessarily come easy for me. Oh. And, um, and that's where the community really, my, the, my community that feels weird to say that, but it is my community that really showed yeah. up in any number of ways for me. Um, 
I felt so supported and loved. Um, yeah, the whole time, like it, it, it's making me feel a little bit emotional right now, just yeah. to think about it because it, it's really remarkable. Like you don't necessarily know the impact that you have on people until something happens. And then that the impact, the giving that you've done comes back in amazing ways. And they reciprocate that to you, right? They give yes. back to you what you've been giving to them. And I, I know what you mean when you're saying it's easier to be on the giving side. Feels good. It's warm and fuzzy. And then all of a sudden, you almost feel needy when you're receiving. But when they're, they're doing it with such love, you know, you start to learn over time how to receive it. And I, you know, with my husband's cancer battle, I I wasn't the one with the cancer, but um seeing him go through that too I think that he also learned how to receive better and um and I I as a secondary you know people bringing over meals or food or notes you know receiving that was so comforting and yet so different it's easy to feel like we're alone Mm -hmm. and just in anything right like I'm a business owner I'm a this I'm a that I'm a this and it's easy to feel like I'm the only one And when something bad happens, something negative happens, that's a time when like people come together and like, you're not alone. Like you're not alone. And that's so important to know. And, and all that love that you felt that you were receiving and it's such a comfort and it's so needed when you're facing something like that. Mm -hmm. The unwanted guest. I love the way you said that. (laughs) Get out. (laughs) how did you kind of deal with the initial shock of it when you got that diagnosis Hmm. I did not deal well with that uh let me be perfectly honest that first month um and I think part of it was in the beginning it's like here's your diagnosis we're gonna come up with a plan but wait like and I was experienced I was crying all the time I was anxious, like crazy. And finally I reached out to my doctor and I'm like, okay, this is not an okay place for me to be. Like there's something growing inside of me and I want it gone as soon as possible. Yeah. And, um, and I think I must have expressed the right amount of panic frustration in this email that I sent him because he was like, okay, let's get started. Well, yeah. Hello. And you know, you got to stand up for yourself because you can get lost in the numbers and they're not meaning to. It's just, I noticed that with Russ, you have to really advocate for yourself. With well, your, and, yeah. And, and that's a really interesting point because even sometimes, even when I want to advocate, and I think this is, this can be for anyone Sure, is you don't know, like I when they say, go do this test and go do this test. And you're going to go get a scan over here. And I'm like, okay, without really going, okay, wait, why am I doing this? Tell me what this is about. Like, I just kind of went along with it instead of asking more questions. So I have a friend right now, her husband is going through some treatment and she reached out to me and, and I told her just that I'm like, I would have asked more questions. Like Uh I just kind of blindly followed what the doctor said uh-huh. which in the end, I'm good on the other side, but right. I, I could have asked. 
Yes. What are you doing to my body? Why are you injecting me with this dye? What is happening here? Yeah, my sister just found something and they're still trying to figure out what it is on her lung. But um, she, mm. everyone was giving her lots of advice. And so this for just for the listeners to add on to what you're saying, to ask the question, somebody told her to take in a recorder, you know, or on your phone, just hit the app and record what they're saying because you won't remember it all. And then also to take a notebook so you can have questions ahead of time and then write down other questions when they're talking because the doctor can talk really fast. I definitely noticed that, especially with the surgeon. He was just like, Whoa, oh and I'm like, gosh. wait a minute, I can't catch up. <laughs> but I love that you mentioned that, you know, it's really true. You need to have the questions and kind of. And that's why, and it's nice to have an extra set of ears too, yes. right? Like um, when the, I mean, my husband was at almost every appointment and it was, you know, he's going to ask different questions mm -hmm. and that's that. And he provides an extra set of ears, right? Like that's so important. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then also just the, just the support of having another person there that's got your back and yeah, all of that kind of plays into it. What would you say helped you propel forward? You know, I know we talked about community, but you can say anything else about community or something else that helped you propel forward. I think one of the other big things that propelled me forward was I, I believe like in the scheme of my life, if I live to be a hundred, this cancer journey battle, whatever you want to call it is going to be a blip. Um, and I knew early, early on, like, no, this is not the end of my story. I have more work to do. And that was, that was big for me um, because yeah, I'm, this is not how I'm going to die. Like I'm going to get hit by a bus walking across the street at a hundred years old or something, you know, like um, this was not the end of my story. Yeah. And knowing that and having that thought readily at the forefront, I could, that's powerful. Very powerful. Did optimism play a role at all in moving forward? Uh, yeah, for like 100%. I am, I am an eternal optimist. Yeah, I, you know, it was really interesting going through treatment and how like chemotherapy was such a somber place. Uh -huh. I was like, and I brought my little Wonder Woman figurine <laughs> and I, I have this little magic wand that someone gave me that when you hit it on the table, it lights up. And yeah. um, like, I was going to like, we were, this was going to be fun or happy, happy, not yeah. fun. Um, Cause I, I, there are a couple different ways people go through cancer treatment. And one of them is like this, like optimistic and happy. And like, I was smiling at everybody and talking to everybody. Well, and COVID didn't help. Right. Cause then you're just like, I want to talk to somebody anyway. Um, but there were a lot of people where it was just dun, 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 dun. you know, it was just sure. like, like they were doing some death March. Um, and I understand, you know, not all not all cancer is the same. Not all chemotherapy is the same. Right. Right. Um, but I think the way you, the way I yeah. approached it made a huge difference. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And when you were saying earlier, you said, 
I knew that I had more to give. And so I made that decision. Well, that was the optimistic choice right there. I mean, yes. your onset was optimistic because you were choosing to see all that you still had to do. You're just going to get through this. You're going to do the steps. And, and you're, you know, that, that helped my husband. He had the same type of outlook that you do. Mm-hmm. And, and that's beautiful. And I know it was a hard thing to go through, but do you have any gratitude for the experience? I feel like, yes, yes. I do. Um, one, it really did help me to learn or start to learn how to receive, um, because that's, that has been challenging for me, but I think too, um, one of the blessings of it is just a new level of empathy. Like I was an empathetic person before and Um, now going through this, it's like, okay, I see it differently. Um, I think one of the things that is so true is we really, really never know someone else's story. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember this one time I was in California. This was right before the lockdown. And this gal was like, I love your hair. And at that (laughs) point I had shaved it off because it had started to fall out. And I was like, well, thank you. Like I didn't do this oh. by choice, but, <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, there were a lot of blessings. I feel like, um, yeah, there were a lot of, I mean, I feel like I could just, yeah, I learned a lot about my energy and honoring my energy and knowing how I feel and, I'm so grateful for mashed potatoes and because <laughs> there was a lot of times when, you know, nothing tasted good, but yeah, um, KFC mashed potatoes and gravy, boy, <laughs> it was your jam, right? <laughs> it was my jam. Uh, you know, that gratitude, just hearing you and, and talking about being able to receive and then also increasing your empathy level in life. And um, you really don't know, you think you have the facts about someone else's story, but you didn't walk it and you don't know where they're at in it. And and so to, to always give grace and empathy is such a good thing. And what a powerful, powerful lesson. Um, well, has optimism shown up in any other way in your life? Um, I think optimism has had to show up for me, especially right now, owning a brick and mortar business. Yes. Um, and I will say... I'm completely optimistic, maybe 85% of the time. And then the other 15% of the time, I just have to remember to stay in action. Um, Because if I get out of action, out of optimism, I'm a mess. Oh Um, my gosh, that's powerful. (laughs) Action, it really cures, it cures discouragement. It cures so much. When I start to dive in, I go, okay, what action can I take right now to get myself going in a better direction? Yeah. I love what you're saying. There's actually this book called um, The Circle Maker. And it's about, it's a spiritual book. And like when they marched around Jericho, they marched around Jericho seven times and then they yelled at the wall and the wall fell. And um, so there was a time when I walked around this building, the <laughs> building where Inspark is seven times. Like, That's so cool. Just 
that even that is a way for me to stay in action. It's like, okay. And that's praying or whatever, but it's like, okay. Okay. And, and like I said, most of the time I'm like, we can do it. I can do it. And we're going to make it. And then, you know, when the shut, the initial shutdown happened, you know, I lost a member the very first day of the shutdown um, and I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> shake it off, shake it off. Shake it off. Um, I do a lot of that shaking it off because when yeah. I feel that negative, whatever, I'm like, okay, shake it off. Yeah. Um, but staying in action makes all the difference in the world. I'm not, I am not good in, in action. Cause um, that's where my brain can start to you know, oh yeah, spiral, negative spiral. Absolutely, that's when it happens. <laughs> I totally agree with you. Um, oh, that's so awesome, though. But to have, to keep that optimistic outlook, and I love I love all the points that you made. And you have had a lot of success in life. What um, what would you say contributed to that? To your success. Um. I'm not willing to fail. There you like, go. The thought of failing, um, I know like when it comes to Inspark, it's, you know, there have been many times when I'm like, maybe I should just not do this. Maybe I should just give up. And, um, but I have a lot of people who believe in me, yeah. um, not just with their words, but with their money. Mm -hmm. So there have been people who said yes and invested and, um, that, that is motivating to me. Um, but more than that, like you talk about now, um, and like, I've been through a lot to get to where I am and where I am is I know who I am. I, I know my truth and I know how to be unapologetically me. And when I meet 20 somethings who are trying to fit themselves into someone else's box. It breaks my heart. Um, and I know that the same is probably true for the women that you are sponsoring that. Oh yeah. We're all about discovering who they want to be and help them become their best self. And yeah. Not clones and, of anyone in the group. <laughs> and the other thing for me is like, there were people who said yes to me financially when I had this crazy idea to open a co-working space. And so one of my long-term goals is to be investing in women-owned small businesses, non-tech. Um, I want to invest $50,000 a year to support women like other women supported me. Yes. Oh, that's so good. That's such a good driving force, isn't it? Yeah. And um, it does it, it when you realize how much people have influenced you and you step into giving and doing that for others, it just enriches the whole life experience. Wouldn't mm -hmm. you say? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, this has been so great. I really appreciate you coming on. I always like to do this thing at the end where I, I it's my final thoughts. It's just a fun way for, to end and kind of get last little bits of wisdom from you. So what's the first thing that comes to your mind when I say these things? Happiness is? A hot cup of coffee. Resilience means? Being able to bounce back.
Yes. And, and what's the first thing you notice about people? Their smile, which is and, really unfortunate right now. Cause it's hard to see their smile. Yeah. So I'm looking, I'm looking at their eyes for their smile. You know, and you can see a smile in the eyes. I learned Absolutely. that. Absolutely. No shields. <laughs> All right. What are three habits that improve life? Journaling, um, getting good sleep and creativity. Good. Um, and if you could have lunch with anyone, whether they're alive or not, who would that be? My first thought is Brene Brown. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That would be, it'd be uplifting too. And when you die, how do you want to be remembered? I want them to feel like I connected to them. We, we were connected. I love that. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. And at the end of the day, life is. Life is great. Is I don't, it? <laughs> it's great. Life is good. Life is great and life is good. And so are you. And yeah. this is an, uh, a great, very good interview. <laughs> My little play on words. But I'm anyway, so thank, you asked thank me. You. Yes. Thank you so much, Tracy, for coming on. And I really can't wait for everybody to hear this interview and hear of your, um, your wisdom and your optimistic outlook and just, just everything about Tracy. That's wonderful. Huh. So thank you, Tracy. Thank you. And everybody out there, keep making the optimistic choice.